What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where I get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you need help with addiction, you can reach out to me. My number is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. If you're looking for a recovery coach, if you're looking for rehab, if you're looking for re, uh, free resources, give me a shout. Um, so what's up, guys? Happy Friday. Um, I know for you, some of you guys might be pumped. You know, the weekend's here. What I always try to tell people is, if you really live in alignment with how you're supposed to be and chase your goals, you start to feel good about yourself, you start to take care of different areas of our life, we don't have to wait for the weekend. But that's for another discussion. Um, What I want to talk about today is what's going on when we're romanticizing are using when we're thinking about a relapse when we romanticize using drugs or drinking again and we make it seem like it's this fucking parade like it's this like magnificent thing that is waiting for us if we just have one more or you know when we think about going back to to using like we romanticize the good times and I think it's really important to be honest with ourselves why it is that we're doing this and what's really going on underneath the surface and really how to combat it, right? Because a lot of times what we're thinking about isn't even true. We make up a story in our head. We go back to old times when it was like in the beginning and we remember the good shit, but we tend to forget where addiction led to towards the end, you know? So, um. So that's what I want to talk about is kind of like reframing and remembering what addiction really is to us, right? Because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a past. You probably have a past uh, struggles with addiction or or you might be in it right now. So sometimes these things pop up where we make it seem to be something that it isn't. And this can kind of lead us down this rabbit hole of obsessing and having more urges and cravings when it's really just not necessary. You know what I mean? There's things that we can do. There's mental hacks. There's things that we could physically do um, to kind of combat this, right? But if you're kind of just like in this cycle of thinking about thinking about escaping whatever it is that you're feeling and, and thinking about how, you know, a cold beer sounds nice because it's a, a hot day, but you don't think about the reality of where that beer actually brings you. It's, it's problematic, you know? So it's really just about reframing our mindset and getting back to reality and getting on solid ground again, getting back to a solid foundation of thought. So one of the things I like to think I like to do is when, uh, when I was early on in my recovery and I would think about using and I'd have cravings, it's very normal for it to happen. It's not like it's not like you're you're not doing well in recovery if this happens. So I just want to make that clear as well. This shit is very normal. So don't uh, feel guilty or shameful about it. It's just that there's things that we got to do when these things happen. So the first thing that I would do was instead of remembering your first eye, you got to remember the last eye. Remember the times that led to your recovery, that led to sobriety. It could be obviously a a number of different things, whether it be getting in trouble at work, getting in trouble at school, trouble with the family, just that 
rock bottom with self. Maybe, maybe you didn't get in trouble with anybody, but maybe you were just in trouble and maybe you just felt absolutely bankrupt emotionally, spiritually, physically, the physical withdrawals, right? I mean, that's always a nightmare. So I think bringing yourself back and whenever these cravings pop up and we tend to think about the good times, you know, listen, we're, we're, most of us aren't like 14 anymore. You know what I mean? And a part of the, a part of the issue is, or I don't even want to say the issue, like a part of what happens when we become, when we get on this path of addiction, a lot of times we're not even aware of it. And it's because when we're so young, our mind is still developing. Our mind is still, our brain is still developing. We're, we're young, we're immature. And a lot of times the, the partying, the drugs or the alcohol, it instills this belief system that this is going to solve my problems. Now, granted, you might not have a, a problematic childhood, or you might not think that you're using drugs and alcohol to cope with certain things. But that's certainly what it turns out to be a lot of times subconsciously, we don't even know what's going on while it's happening. And that's what makes addiction so tricky. So we develop this belief system, this, this way of thinking that drugs and alcohol are going to solve my problems. When I'm feeling upset, I can drink, I can I can drug, I can party. When I'm happy, great, let's drink and drug because because it adds to the excitement, right? It's a celebration. It's sunny out. It's rainy out. I mean, literally, like there's an excuse, there, there's an opportunity for anything that happens in our life. And this is where it kind of turns into for a lot of people, at least I'll keep it on myself. It was for me, I was a daily user. And, I, you know, there was definitely no moderation for me. I wasn't really a weekend warrior by any means. I was a daily user. And, you know, for a lot of people, maybe it's not a daily thing off the rip, but it does for for quite a bit of us. And, you know, so it's progressive. It's a progressive addiction is very progressive in nature, because it, it slowly creeps up on us. And we and we begin to accept the drinking or the drugging as, okay, you know, next week, I'll only have a drink once or twice. But this week, I'll have it three or four times. And then before we know it, three or four times is a regular occurrence. And then it becomes a daily thing. So like, what started off maybe as a weekend thing, it's this this belief system starts to get ingrained in our, in our conscious mind, that this is how I'm going to solve my problems, no matter what's going on, problems in a relationship, stress at school, anxiety, whatever the case may be. Um, we tend to go to this thing, this substance to solve our issues, whether we're really aware of it or not. So from that belief system, and my point is with this from that belief system, this is why we tend to always romanticize the good times, because before shit got, gets really bad, and we start to hit rock bottoms, and we start to feel the consequences of our actions and, and of our addiction, we remember the times that were great. And we remember the times when we were with our friends and we would laugh and we would like, it was kind of like ignorance is bliss sort of thing, but we didn't really know what was brewing. 
and what was coming. So I always like to go back to what was it like towards the end? Never mind the beginning. I mean, we all know why we became addicted. We all know why after a certain amount of time, we understand that in the beginning, it was a hell of a fun, you know, like it was fun for all of us. That's no surprise. That's that doesn't take a genius to figure out. However, it's not like that towards the end. It's not like that when we're using by ourselves. And it's definitely not like that when we're isolating and hurting all the people in our lives and, and we choose the addiction over everybody else. Or when we're going through those physical withdrawals and we and we, you know, wish and we pray that this will be the last time. And then we find ourselves in the same exact position a day later, two days later, you know, causes a lot of heartache, not just for ourselves, but just in our families and, and in our communities around us. And, and this is the type of shit that we really need to accept. This is the type of shit that we really need to focus on when we're thinking about having a nice cold one on a beach. <laughs> it never, it never ends like that. You know what I mean? It might, might start on a beach, but it certainly ain't going to end there. You know what I mean? So I like to remind myself of what it actually is. And just remember, you know, when we romanticize about it, it's almost like a way of not accepting the truth for what it is when we really start to feed into our cravings. That's really like the rock bottom. That's like the bottom line of it right there is like, you're not really accepting the truth for what your addiction has become or what that drug or, or drink is to you at this point. The reason why drugs and alcohol are no longer um, they're no longer appealing to me. It's, it's because I've made a decision and I've made a conscious choice that I know what drugs and alcohol do to me. I am very aware and I don't have this false narrative in my head that someday it will be different. I smashed that idea like a long, long time ago. So even when life did get tough for me in recovery, and I've shared about that before, like even when things got hard and, and my recovery wasn't strong for, for what I was, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself in the ways that I needed to, you know, throughout the years, even when that stuff was going on and I was going through turmoil, I really didn't, I really didn't have this false idea that I could go back to drinking and drugging because I just, I really accepted it as truth that it's not something that will ever be anything of gain to me again you know what I mean I'm not missing out on anything it's, I know exactly how it's going to end up I know exactly where it's going to go so you know just be conscious of that and and um you know I would say after about year two or three I really haven't had any cravings after that. And I think a big part of that is because of what I just explained. It's accepting it for, for truly what it is. You know what I mean? Um, so remembering the last high, not the first thing, which I talk about quite a bit. It's taking action. <laughs> we, we got to take action guys. We cannot just sit around. We can't just be a slave to our own thoughts because a lot of times our, our thoughts can really mess with us, especially if we're in a negative, if we're in a negative mindset and we're in a bad mood and our life isn't exactly how we want it to go in that moment, it could really, really fuck with us. So taking action is always the answer. And this is why you're, you're much more likely 
to act your way into good thinking than to think your way into good action. So if you really want to change your state, we got to get a move on. We got to get a move. We got to make a move. We got to create emotion. And the way that we do that is by, by taking motion. Motion creates emotion. Always remember that. It's uh, Tony Robbins is big on that. Motion creates emotion. And when we move, when we work out, when we really get our blood pumping, you can literally change your physiology. And when you do that, when you change your physiology because of the actions that you take, whether you go for a run, you go out to the gym, you do your favorite hobby, whatever the case may be, you are now you're in the process of changing your emotions. Think about it. If you are somebody that likes arts and crafts, you're a painter or something like that, you enjoy painting. When you're in the middle of that activity, you're in flow state. You're the, all of a sudden your negative mindset escapes you. You're not worried about the argument that you got into with your friend, or you're not worried about the schoolwork that you have due. Whatever the case is, that whatever's going on in your life as an individual, those things tend to disappear when we take certain actions that we enjoy. So, like I said, whether it's a hobby that you like, whether it's going for a run, and this is really important. I mean, you can change your physiology, you could change your state wherever you are. I don't really give a shit if you're at home or if you're out. Like if you drop down and, and give me and give me 20, 30 push-ups and really like push yourself, I'm telling you, you will feel totally different afterwards. And it sounds silly. Like it sounds like, you know, it, it sounds like really juvenile and like ridiculous, but I'm telling you it's not it really will change your mindset in that moment. And it gets you to a different place where you're thinking differently. You know, you're operating on a different frequency, you raise your vibration when you get into taking action. But I'm telling you, if you're going to sit at home, and you're going to sit on your couch and, you know, live, live a, um, a bored, meaningless existence, it's not going to put you in a good frame of mind, no matter how bad you want to think your way into taking good action, it's not going to happen. We always have to act our way, take actions that lead to good thinking. So, you know, and a perfect example of this is like some sometimes like if I'm dragging ass, and I'm just not mentally motivated. And I'm not in a place where, you know, I'm excited to go to the gym, I go anyway, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's a non negotiable for me. It's non negotiable. I, I don't miss I do not miss the gym. Because I've made that a requirement in my life. I am a person that takes care of myself physically. Therefore, I'm going to the fucking gym. You know what I mean? I don't need to feel ready or excited to go to the gym. Now, usually at this point, I am because I, I love I love going to the gym. However, there are days where I'm not excited to do it. And, you know, where I'm kind of just dragging ass mentally a little bit or maybe physically I'm not feeling well it doesn't matter. It, I'm going, I'm going to the gym. Those are the days that mean the most. You know what I mean? So my point is, and I'm not trying to go on a tangent about the gym, but it's just so important. Like, we have to take action in life, guys, we have to do it. We cannot hope and pray and 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 you know, wish for better scenarios and wish for better thinking without taking action. It's the work that instills the worth. 
And that it, it just it means everything to you when you don't want to do something and you do it anyway, you implement the discipline to make a move, even if you're not feeling well, even if you want to get high and, and you're dealing with certain things in your life, and you and you act out of self care, and you make the move to do it anyway, and you have the discipline to do it, it means so much more to you in that moment than in on the days when you were pumped to go and where it wasn't a problem. Those are the obstacles. Those are the tests that we have in life that are put in our path to make us stronger, to prove that we are truly worth what it is that we want in this life. And the whole point of life is to optimize is to optimize our life mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and get ourselves aligned with how we know we're supposed to be living. So when you're there sitting at home and you're bored and you're thinking about using, this is because you're unfulfilled. This is because you're thinking about the good times because you're not happy with the fucking present time. Like you're not happy with your life the way it's going. Therefore, you're looking for an easy route. You're looking for an easy escape, escaping what it is that you're looking at and dealing with. Like when you realize, wow. I haven't done this that I want to do. I haven't reached my potential in this area. I haven't, you know, I, I haven't done, I haven't lived up to my potential and I know it. Therefore, if I'm not going to take action because I'm living in fear, I'd much rather take that pill or take that drink because now I don't have to think about not living with my, uh, you know, up to my potential. So that's really what's going on for a lot of us underneath the surface is that we don't feel fulfilled in life. We don't feel like we have a purpose. We don't feel like there's something missing spiritually when we are not, when we are living in the past, when we are romanticizing about doing drugs or drinking, it's because we're usually not happy. We're not on the offense. We're not content with the way that we're living right now or the direction that we're heading in. And that's something to think about. Like, be honest with yourself. If you if you can relate to that and you look at your life from an outside perspective and you're being honest with yourself and you come to that conclusion, that's fucking great. Like, honestly, if you're not happy with where you're at and where you want to go, I'm not being I'm not being like sarcastic when I when I'm saying this, like coming to that understanding is the starting point. And being honest with yourself, because then we could take action to do something about it. You know, if you look at your if you look at yourself physically, and you're not happy with your body, if you're looking at the job that you're in, and, and you're not content with the job you have or the career that you're in, if if you're not feeling fulfilled um, on a social level, and, and you realize the relationships that you have with friends and family isn't where it needs to be, and and you're not happy with with you know, you're drinking or, or you're using and you're not happy about, you know, the list goes on and on about these different areas of our life of our personal development. Like if we're not happy in all these areas and we feel that pain when we think about it, that is our, that is the indicator that we need to do something about it. You don't run from it. You, you listen to it and you dive in and you really start to make a plan how to move forward. And that's what I do with my, with my, coaching client. So if anybody on here needs a coach, reach out to me. I mean, I'm telling you, we can get plugged in and, and get ready to work and start moving in the right direction. So you don't have to waste your life wondering what if and who could I become and what type of potential was I supposed to reach. 
So anyway, the third, you know, another thing that I like to talk, I, I like to um, remind people as well, if you're romanticizing using and you're, and you're having cravings and you're making it out to be something it isn't, talk with people in recovery. This is always something that is just a no brainer. You know, you need to have a network of people that you can count on and rely on because those are people you're not going to be able to bullshit. Those are people that have been there before and just speaking about things is half the battle. Like doing that, a problem, a problem shared is a problem cut in half. You know what I mean? So when you're talking with people that are in recovery, they obviously know where, where you've been. They know, they know where you're at because they've been there before and they're able to, we're able to help one another. You know what I mean? That's what human beings do. Like we're supposed to help one another where we can relate to, to one another. We know what, that feeling is like when we're making something out to be that it isn't. And when we have a few people that we can rely on, it makes a world of difference. You know what I mean? I, I would definitely not be where I'm at today without the guys that I relied on in, in my early recovery. There is no doubt about it. You know what I mean? We can't just like, we can't just like rely on our own thoughts sometimes like not not in the beginning not in the beginning stages of recovery that that comes after self mastery and and you know different stages of of awareness and realize and self realization and you know things like that in the beginning we can't rely on our own thinking it's not our strong suit and we've made that very very clear that our addiction brings us to a place where it fucks with our thinking. We, our mindset is not strong and it's very weak. And so when we isolate and we try to keep to ourselves and come up with our own solutions and our own master plans, this is when things typically go awry and we make bad choices, you know, and, and we act on impulse a lot too. So speaking with people, whether you have a sponsor, you know, whether you go to AA, whether you have a recovery coach, whether you, um, have other support groups that you that you go to, um, you know, an addictions counselor, or a therapist, whatever the case may be, you got to talk about this shit and be honest, you have to be honest about where you're at, you have to truly know when your mindset is not serving you and you, and you need to bounce things off of other people. And sometimes it can be a little ego deflating because we want to figure it out on our own. But I'm telling you, it's going to bring you nowhere fast. It's not It's not a way to handle things. We have to start to rely on other people that have our best interest, you know, because a lot of times we don't even have our own best interest and we don't realize it. That's the scary part. That's why addiction is so, it's so conniving. It's so conniving. It's so cunning. It is so baffling how powerful it is sometimes and the way that it manipulates our thinking. Um, so... That's why you got to share some of these things with with people that that are in recovery and people that you trust listening to a podcast like this, you know, just to get that different frame of mind, just to get that different way of thinking. It's it's huge. So that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I hope everybody has a tremendous weekend. And um, I just I want everybody to fucking crush it. Like, I really do. This is my main goal. It's not just about getting sober. It's just about like just just optimizing yourself just just reaching limits that you just could never ever reach when you were using and drinking and really the life that you always wanted while you were using is waiting for you in recovery 
but you have to pull the trigger. If you're listening to this and you're not sober, I'm telling you, pull the trigger. It's not going to get any better using like the, your best life is waiting for you at the other, on the other side of that bottle, on the other side of that fucking pill. Like once you put it down and leave it, leave it in the past where it needs to be, this is when you can move forward and really create a life that you're proud of, that you, that is truly meaningful to you. And this is what I want to help people achieve because I did it myself and it's not because I'm a genius. It's not because I'm special. It's not because I did something that others can't. I, I did something that everybody can do. You know, if you struggle, there is a way out. There is. I don't give a fuck what your background is. I don't care what you look like, where you came from, what your story is. I don't care. <laughs> I've seen it all. I've seen people in all sorts of positions get sober you know all sorts of backgrounds and and just you know just awesome stories from people that came from the gutter and made it out you know so that's what i got for you guys today if you if you're looking for a recovery coach if you feel like you need rehab um contact me you know my number is 203-917-8862 again that is 203-917-8862 much love guys enjoy the weekend